Coldplay made Scott cry last week, but the tears were beaten by the sheer rage and rebellion of Girls Aloud, which remain his series winner. I was a teary nobody, but Richard X and Liberty X had us all being nobody, and it was Liam's episode winner. What girls like say though? This is the naughtiest naughty. Welcome back. It's Liam and Scott here once again, going through the uh, the deep depths of the pop charts. Well, actually, the, the top of the top of the pop charts, but yeah. this week it'll feel like it's the depths of the pop charts it for does. some of them, because, uh, yeah. Every now and again, you get a week where just it's just not the one. <laughs> Last week we weren't spoiled, because we had Mystique, we had Richard X, Liberty X, we had Room 5, we had Coldplay, there was even some good Linkin Park in there, you know, Westlife. Mm. But th- th- this week is not a standout banner week, so we need good crack this week, because the tune's don't do a lot of talking for no themselves. Pressure. No pressure. But, yeah, hopefully we can deliver in the way the tracks couldn't. But I say that, it's not all bad. It's not all bad. It's not all bad. No, it's I, not all bad. I think what we've got is we've got some spectaculars, kind of, um, and then some really not. There's no in-between yeah, here. Yeah. The way this works is we will pick an episode winner at the end of all of this, each of us, and it will go against the track we have currently got selected as our series winner, and we are both in a Girls Allowed place. Uh, we're uh, seven weeks in. Are you still feeling girly? Girls Allowed-y? Are you still feeling it? I am, and I can't think further forward of anything that else is going to put up the competition, because Ooh. so there, there is there was a reflective moment the other day where I thought oh have I missed something with 50 cent so there was that that's the thing that's popped into my head I probably do think that give myself a few weeks I'm going to be like oh what about 50 cent oh what about uh, Coldplay clocks and then I'm probably still going to be doing what did I do should I have got rid of Kylie because (laughs) Kylie's still just popping up my life everywhere I I know whereas Girls Aloud are popping up my life because of things that they've kind of got going on and things at the moment but I think the last thing that I saw them say recently was like they don't feel like a band without Sarah so I don't know if that's yeah. just them saying we're not going to ever sing again or yeah. whatever but um, at time of see. recording they got back together recently to do was it the Race for Life for they did, Sarah? Yeah they did a run for Sarah yeah. so that was nice it was nice to see the four of them together and you know because yeah. there's, there's, there's been rumours of rifts and like Nadine being the only person still legally technically in the band because they all left and she yeah. never did and you know there's a bit of a rift but mm-hmm. it's nice they've all come back together for that I mean in terms of when that actually happened in the real world it was like two months ago when you listen to this because yeah it was lovely to see them because <laughs> it was it was Nicola, Cheryl and Nadine yeah and like sometimes I think I've, I've kind of always thought that maybe Sarah and um Kimberly were maybe the the middle ground glue mm. and Kimberly was just doing it like on a treadmill in her house or yeah, something because yeah. she couldn't be there but it was nice to see the three of them together and actually it was such a strange bit of nostalgia really and um, yeah it was I'd love to see something happen with this lot just like even I don't know but it's it's difficult because I think now we're kind of really seeing the impact that Sarah's had on yeah. people really and yeah. like we never thought it was small but Jesus we didn't realise how big so. no I look forward to doing more Girls Aloud. There's, there's a, the next single is not far away. I don't think no good advice. Oh, yeah. I'm sure I did it's see soon. that coming on. Yeah, yeah that yeah. is coming. That's exciting. That's good. Uh, can we talk about the fact that I've not changed my winner for quite a while? Oh, th- in is, ter- this, in is terms this a record? Of, in, in ter- no, it's not a record, oh. but it's, um, you know, this is like, this is my seven weeks. Are you bored now? I'm seven weeks clean from changing my winner Hold constantly. Hold on a second. <laughs> you're, going, you're going straight to Kim Marsh I knew it I knew she was going to destroy this podcast yeah. at this point has she started Strictly Oof. She might, she's going you know she's going into Strictly I didn't know that no. um, yes yeah, so she's going into Strictly so she's going to be one of the dancers so oh, um, there might be um, a real hooray we love Kim Marsh thing by Christmas okay mm-hmm. cool well fingers crossed I think she deserves it after all, all the hearsay stuff that happened deserves a bit of um, bit of love after the fact uh, let's get into today's songs then last time Atomic Kitten and the Bangles crossed paths they made some magic didn't they really yeah yeah uh, can lightning strike twice we'll find out soon plus madonna raps yes actual madonna raps robbie sheds some layers but not like rock dj um, and there's a new boy band on the block Ooh. but first let's start a new week it's the 6th of april 2003 a significant day was the 8th of april 2003 because is this war <laughs> It's the day after my mate Craig's birthday. War was happening, but it was a significant day because... Was it your birthday? It was my it birthday. Was your birthday. Well, weird, because last episode, whenever you said the 23rd of March, I was like, oh yeah, this, the reason why I'm so bonded to Mystique Scandalous is because it was probably the soundtrack to everywhere I went <sighs> on my Shit, birthday weekend. Your birthday. And mm-hmm. oh, 
Yeah. I'm a bad friend. You're a terrible friend. Okay, well, not mention... she pushed me. <laughs> well, not... <laughs> well, not mention my birthday. I was trying to think what I actually did for my seventh birthday, because I always did something. But oh, I think... you remember these things? Well, I don't remember, I don't remember this one. I have to ask my mum. I'll have to get ah, Ketterman. Well, I'll, have to <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to get the um because there will be like a birthday like photo album, like a scrapbook album thing. We always made like an album of like what we did. I like, thought it was like to not be the fifth child that they were bored with, <laughs> you know. So you got memories like that. Proud, spoiled only child. That was me. Uh, albums wise, I didn't get either of these for a present. Uh, I would have appreciated both, to be fair. Actually, uh, new number one from the White Stripes with mm. Elephant. We will be doing a White Stripe single very soon. I think next week, actually. What's that, Seven Nation Army? It certainly is. Yeah. Uh, and a new album at six for Mystique, Eye Candy. Not a great placement. Six. It's better than O Candy. Uh, uh, yeah. Or Mel C's I Want Candy. Oh, God, oh God <laughs> let's not go back there. Yeah, so Mystique, it was their final album as well. They did break up, I think, within the year mm. or maybe start of 2004, which mm. is a shame. Mm. Uh, Singles-wise, not in the top 10. There's a 29 at... Uh, 29 from Jesse. Look at me now. Look at me now. Big TV stuff this week. Have I Got News for You was hosted. Age 17, the youngest person ever to do it, Charlotte Church. I remember that. Isn't that mad? That's so mental, yeah. Yeah, crazy. And on Channel 5, a new programme on the, the sort of early morning milkshake thing that used to be on. Or oh, actually, I think still it's on. Still goes. I watch yeah, it every morning. still goes, yeah. You poor thing. Uh, is it Peppa Pig? Is Felix into Peppa Pig? Uh, we've managed to evolve it a little bit. Oh. It's not as obsessive as it was. Oh, thank God for that. That must that must be a parent's worst nightmare when they start watching Peppa Pig. It was bad. Yeah. Uh, high Five. Remember High Five? No. It was like, it was an Australian imported show over across here. But it was like, it was a... Like there was five of them, and it was like a pop band. Like they sang songs and did like sort of kids songs and stuff, like in a live studio bit with like kids and stuff. But like they all did like little sketches as well. Oh, and it was really good, really good. Mm-hmm. Loved high five. Very good. Uh, singles wise, I think things largely stayed the same at the top. So it will have been Room Five at number one. I believe Mystique was still up there, and I believe uh, Liberty X was still up there. Atomic Kitten was the first new entry of the week at number four with Love Doesn't Have to Hurt. This is off the second album, Feels So Good. Yep, the fourth and final one. I didn't remember this immediately, and then it did recognise the chorus. I thought like it was really just, just going to fly past me. Mm. And I was a bit worried when I looked at the track list and that there was going to be minimal notes, whereas there's some notes here. Mm. There's a part where Jenny goes really low in her register, and I really like it. Yeah, She's got a really good lower register. And I just think it's all very mature. Yeah. Like, obviously, it has the tightest high value. You can hear it mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's made me think back how much of Tidus High was Atomic Kitten, how much was just really good writing by Blondie, how much of it was production. And I think that the production here is there, but it's just it's just lesser. It's trying to make the same pie that you made. It's just not going to be the same. But yeah. We've got a Westlife key change, and that's fine. We do. But. Um, it's one of the more interesting and enjoyable ones since Kerry left. I've kind of been very vocal about how a lot of them have been kind of very, like, sort of... Mm. Like one of them was called It's Okay. It's, see, I remember that. That's the vibe of the entire that. album. It's been okay. Um, I, I, I don't think they get any better than this. I don't think. I think, but I, I like this one better than the other kind of mush that's come out of this era. Uh, it's cute. It's hopeful. It's still kind of rooted in that sound that they have, but with more of a vibe that I like. And it's written by Susanna Hoffs of The Bangles. Uh, She wrote this in the late 90s. She was supposed to record it for herself. It then got given to Atomic Kitten because the album she was writing it for got scrapped. Uh, Of course, Atomic Kitten did Eternal Flame in 2001, so there's already a Bangles connection there. And yeah, uh, it sounds like a Bangles you know, mm-hmm. production sounds like a thing that she would write. Mm-hmm. It sounds like the the brilliant things that we've heard from her before, like lyrically, structurally, 
the way it's arranged. Yeah, it's even got the kind of like the, the way they have the backing vocals in parts of it is like it's quite it's quite bangles. But with an Atomic Kitten, naughty's pop production. Sound. I feel like it feels old lyrically. Yeah, it like does, well, it, it was written late nineties, and I know <laughs> I know that the message within the story is kind of relevant in two thousand and three, but like it does feel like this is really lyrically coming out of the eighties and the nineties where. You know, everything was about love and everything was about for females having that man and, you know... Oh, patriarchal. Yeah, and, you know, men hurt your feelings and all of that kind of stuff and treat your man right or you could get hurt, you know, mm. that kind of a thing. Um, so it does, it does feel out of date, but it's still kind of relevant for this era, yeah. whereas now, this wouldn't this wouldn't fly now. No, God. Does it be, you know, I want to have sex, spank my bum, you know, <laughs> that kind of a thing. Cardi B featuring Atomic Kitten, wet ass. Yeah, that's what they, they'd be singing. <laughs> they'd be singing something feistier and they would be singing way more girl power stuff, yeah. which this isn't girl power. This is, again, look after your man, mm. make sure you get a good man. Whenever you get a man, get one that treats you yeah. right because Din- your life will be good because of that man. Dinner on the table by six or yep. else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Down at number seven is Avril Lavigne. I sent you a clip before. Another thing I sent you that you probably didn't see. I watched but, it. Uh, did you watch it? I watched Isn't it. Isn't it funny? I like to rock it out. I'm a it's rock chick. Up. I like to break shit. Uh, if you, if you want to know what I think that I am, I think that I'm just a rock chick, and I like to rock out. I like to throw shit around. I like to go nuts. I like to lose myself on stage. I like to scream, I like to holler, I like to break things, I like to yell. Yeah, so funny. Um, Avril Lavigne, amazing. Uh, Still teenager at this point. Uh, Third single from the debut album. This is called I'm With You. It's a Debut album is called Let's Go. It's called Let Go. Let Go. Let sorry, go. I've uh, Let accidentally go. asked. Let Go. Go. Have you? Do you know this track? Do you yeah, yeah, it? yeah, yeah. I love this. Yeah, it's good. I really like this. Whenever it was out, um, and I loved listening to it again. I think it's got a really nice guitar from the outset. There is an Aerosmith vibe straight away. Then strings come in, and we get like a really nice melody to the core, like the matching melody through the strings that you get in the chorus. And I think it's just really, really nice. Mm-hmm. This to me is so much nicer of a love song than Westlife oh god yeah like this is what Westlife should be I funnily you were talking about Westlife last week and you were saying like you know those kind of songs and just you don't get them anymore and like don't really need to be a thing and love songs are a bit kind of outdated but like here's one here that's like really nice mm-hmm. it's like a nice ballad yeah. that wouldn't normally be our sort of sound or speed because as you know we're into bops and bangers and this is kind of it's not a bop or a banger it's a really like beautifully performed ballad mm-hmm. but from a rock chick I really like it yeah. yeah I think her high notes and stuff are in it are great she's I a think. great singer she's really this good. is the best showcase of her like varied ability so far they've all been quite different in sound haven't they like you know complicated didn't sound yeah. like Skater Boy and this doesn't sound like Skater Boy either no uh, this sounds kind of like Goo Goo Dolls kind of vibes like so, right that's yes immediately that's it. it's like Irish, Irish. And Goo Goo Dolls mm-hmm. She's pulled off all these different sounds so brilliantly. She's a really charismatic kind of performer at the centre of it all. Like, you know, you can see the emotion in her face and you believe what she's doing comes from a real place. Yeah. Real conviction. I think the song's really secured its place in pop culture, not just because of itself, but also because of Rihanna, who sampled it in 2010. Did she? Yeah. What? A song called Cheers, Drink to That. uses the yeah yeah oh my yeah, god yeah it does yeah yeah oh wow yeah. so that's um and, and avril was thrilled about this she said it was one of her favorite like one of her own favorite songs i'm with you um that she loves performing it she, she thinks rihanna's awesome oh. she has great songs she's a really great singer i think it's really cool i would be really you know if avril was completely manufactured and that video you showed me was like just all of the stereotypical things you have to say because that's what you think rock kids are and that's what yeah. the PR brief is I would love it if she really wasn't that person and it was the most well pulled off fake artist ever 
because she really sells it. Yeah. You know, whereas like I think with other people, you know, like there are some artists who you just don't believe who are only really in it because it's hot right now yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whereas this could be really impressive if she's managed to pull it off. But mm. the fact that she likes it, I like it. I love the fact that she likes Rihanna. That's new information. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I just... I love this. I think it feels pretty. I think it feels profound. I think it's quite deep, but actually it's quite relatable. Yeah, I think she's ticked um, a lot of box, this one. Yeah. Nominated for Grammys, uh, Song of the Year and Best Vocal Pop Performance Female, uh, but lost to Luther Vandross and Christina Aguilera, respectively. Not, not, you know, if you're going to lose... Christina track? I think it would be beautiful, yeah. I think it's beautiful. What, Luther Vandross track? Or uh, Dance With My Father. Mm, okay. yeah, so yeah. Uh, but no this is this is lovely um, she's a real rock chick princess um, and she's establishing that quite quickly a really killer bridge as well and you think about you know the comparisons that she's drawn lately to Olivia Rodrigo and the fact that like yeah. that when Avril presented Olivia with an award recently and they were pictured together it was like oh my god Avril's alive? Avril's alive Defo yeah I, I know okay. I know what you were saying there but like wouldn't it be funny for the whole manufactured thing like there was a conspiracy theory that Avril Lavigne like died oh, honestly at one point I was convinced by, that, yeah. like in the same way like Hillary Clinton supposedly died and has been you know cloned or whatever. is that one as well? That's a, yeah. who else have we got? oh who else is there? I was watching a video just a few days ago about conspiracy theories. I need to finish it because it's quite a long one. But but yeah, Avril Lavigne. I don't. I think I think she's a real thing. I think she's not a robot and she's not dead. I think. Um, yeah. Fascinating. I'd I'd like to think so, but this is great. One more thing to note, though, is that Avril's quite young at this point and singing a song about being with someone she doesn't know. I don't know who you are, but I'm with you. It's a bit strange and dangerous, isn't it? She wants to watch out doing that. Yeah, I think it's. She wants to watch out. It's a call. It's a call. It's a call out, isn't it? For this is what she'll say when it's the right person. Yes, and she's looking because she just feels lonely. And then the video kind of reflects that too, where she's at a party, but she's getting bumped into by people. And yes, she's around people, but it's not the right one. They want to watch out doing that because she'll break shit. She'll break shit. She'll break things. She'll smash those plates and she will scream because she can scream. (laughs) Uh, Let's start a new week. The 13th of April, 2003. White Stripes still riding the elephant at number one in the uh, album chart. (laughs) And uh, a couple of top 10 singles were mentioned. uh, Sorry, well, they weren't the top 10. We'll do some top 10 soon. These ones didn't get there. Uh, 14. So we did Erasure back at the start of this series doing their cover of uh, Salisbury Hill. Here they are doing Make Me Smile. Steve Harley Cockney Rebel I feel like yeah I feel yeah. like no. you've done it all feels so Northern Irish to me I yeah that was why. like 14 and at 60 remember the Caesars no and you jerk it out you can't stop now it's already begun That went what? That went in at sixty. In at sixty. Did it climb? I don't think so. Oh. Well, n- not to top ten. Don't think. Was it in a TV advert? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely was. Maybe for a mobile phone company. Maybe. Uh, new in cinemas. It's half term, so of course all the kids' films just get chucked in. Remember when they used to happen? I feel like now it doesn't happen. Nothing like I like the old day schedules and everybody has to watch the same stuff. Yeah. Things were happier when you had five TV channels. Everybody knew the same films, and there was some kid that just didn't like any of them but you could talk to them about it because they'd watched it. Yeah. You know, whereas now nobody, well, lots of people do see the same stuff, but there's just too much choice. Too much stuff. Uh, S Club's film came out, C and Double, which I did oh see. Goodness. I did see that in cinemas. Uh, How many times? Did you see it twice? No, just, uh, very good. <laughs> um, just the once. Once was enough for oh. me. Once was enough. Uh, and of course, they split up soon. <laughs> I think partly because the film did quite badly and the album did very badly as well plus they were 26 at this point <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's time to hang up the teeny bopper you know the the all of that sort of life isn't it really uh johnny english came out didn't see that all of my dad's convinced that he did he's sure he took me to see that in the cinema and i'm sure i didn't but there you go uh, and jungle book 2 jungle book 2 is that a thing i've not seen apparently that. so haven't seen it i choked on popcorn during peter pan too what properly yeah like really well it got stuck in my throat but <laughs> As soon as we got, as soon as we got to A and E, oh, came, you went to A and E for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Right. As soon as we got to A and E, it came out my mouth. Like it literally walked through oh, the door. Stuck. That was lucky. <laughs> there was popcorn. So I have a problem at the moment where my little boy keeps putting the blooming silver ball from Screwball Scramble in his mouth. Oh my god! And that is throat size. And I'm just <gasps> like, you can't play it. 
you can't play it anymore. No. Um, it's just too nerve-wracking. So he, he grumped and chucked them under the sofa and then I had to teach him about chucking things. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That would make you cry if you choked on stuff, as does this song by Kim mm-hmm. Marsh, which is called Cry. This is the debut single from the debut album, Standing Tall. What number did the guest two get to? Uh, is it a seven it was, or is it two? The, the album was a number nine. Uh-huh. The single, in many ways, is a number two. Number two, okay. Number two. Haha. <laughs> um, I just couldn't believe that it was number two, so that's why I'm second guessing myself because I have written down two and thought, is it a five? Yeah. Um, is it a number two because hearsay? Because they're not really like a, a respected thing, are they? No, I'm trying to think, but I wonder if she did a lot two? of promo. Was there something else that happened at this point? Well, but I watched her perform this on Pop World because the video is such a shite quality online. I had to watch something else and I watched the Pop World performance mm-hmm. instead because it's all like bright white and you can see everyone's faces. All right. Well, I so I didn't think that I knew it and then it did get to the chorus and I was singing along with the chorus. Yeah. A little bit. That um, might not be a surprise because of who wrote it. It was written by Espionage, a production team who... Um, also went ago, went on a co-write Irreplaceable by Beyonce. Okay. Uh, Chris Brown, With You, which although he's an arse, that's actually quite a nice song. And um, two hits by Train, Hey Soul Sister and Drive By. Drive By. Hmm. So they, they, they know the way around the chorus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like it was it was a co- it was a fine chorus for me. I've literally said nothing majorly groundbreaking. That is my notes. Yeah. That's all I've kind of got to say for Kim Marsh. Um, but I'm intrigued to see what happens and strictly because I can't tell which way it's going to go mm. but um, I think as an actress I think she'll be able to really kind of bond with whatever she's trying to do in the different dances so well, let's yeah. watch this space she's kind of put the music career behind her she's, she does TV now she's did Coronation Street for a long time didn't mm-hmm. she I think people people probably know her more for like Coronation Street Coronation now. Street and telly yeah than, than for all this sort of stuff that she probably wants to leave in the past mm-hmm. uh, Yahoo Music called it a homage to Natalie Imbruglia's Torn So there is, yeah, it's as if they're trying to fill that void because I yeah. feel like they're trying to style her like Natalie and Brulia too yeah. here. It just doesn't feel bogged down like Hearsay did. Like, I think she looks more comfortable with a band playing instruments around her than she did with those other sort of Hearsay people. Yeah, it feels more like a real song and it yeah. takes her out of the... So Hearsay kept her in the I'm a pub singer brand Yeah, because that's what she did before. But yeah, I think we're somewhere different now, but it's still... It, it isn't a number two track for me. Like you know, we we've looked at this week, and this is an this is an easy week to perform. And had you put this track out last week, we wouldn't have got. Oh yeah, I don't think we would have got a top ten out of this. If Kim Marsh is getting in ahead of Liberty X and Mystique, no, we're having words with the chart companies and who buys records and yeah. stuff because that can't happen. First of three singles, who got top ten, I think. Um, we'll do more Kim Marsh solo stuff. Unfortunately, she was dropped by the label later in the year. Mm. Yeah, uh, We'll move on to someone we've done quite a lot of so far. In a lot of different sounds, uh, much like Avril. Yeah. You've seen that this guy never does the same thing twice, really. No. I couldn't remember this from seeing the title. And then I heard it, I was like, well, I, I sort of thought it might be another ballad read. I was like, I can't read you. What's this going to be? Is he doing the, the ballad again? No. It's another entirely different thing from Daniel Bading Field. Uh, it's called I Can't Read You. This is the fourth single from the debut album, I've Gotta Get Through This. I remember this whenever I pressed play. I was expecting it to be a, oh, I'll have to wait till the chorus to get it. I like the chorus in it. Um, I remember actually liking the chorus when it was out too. Yeah. Um, I think we've got an interesting guitar solo in it as well, which is quite good. But I do struggle with the opening part of each verse because for some reason the opening part of each verse makes me think nursery rhyme. I'm never shy, but this is different. I can't 
can't explain the way I'm feeling tonight. I'm losing control of my heart. And then, then it builds out of it. You get the pre-chorus and you get the chorus, and then he really goes for it with the I can't read you. Uh, so yeah, I think that's good. What I would love to hear with this is I'd love to hear this reproduced as a completely different track, but yeah. with his vocals and the writing and the lyrics and stuff the way that they are. I'd love to hear something else built around this mm. because I think it could sound really interesting as a different track. And I'm sure he would take that challenge quite gracefully, quite graciously. I think he would accept it with open arms he's he's that kind of guy and he's yeah. like he's very malleable and can do all sorts of stuff there's all sorts of different vibes here i got like some t-rex vibes from those opening bits of guitar yeah um it's kind of like a bit like david gray but on happy pills <laughs> a bit like stereophonics as well a bit like dakota in kind of in a minimal yeah. way i think he's a bit like he's another kind of darius character who's irrepressible and it's kind of like just he's been given the musical autonomy just to be like go off and do what you want bring it back to us and we'll sign off on it but this does feel a bit more shaped than the stuff Darius was doing like it does feel a bit more tight it does feel a bit neater but still yeah. it's kind of like you never know what's going to come next like you know if, if you're Daniel Bedenfield's manager or record label and these stuff's this stuff's getting delivered to you and you're like whoa this is like this is what's going to be the fifth single and there was six off this album by the way six singles off the same album was there? yeah this didn't need to be released this this isn't a lead single of a second album, but I would say that this could be the second single off a second album. Yeah. But it didn't need to be the fourth of a first. <laughs> it doesn't need to be the fourth of the first. It should have been the second of the second, maybe the third of the second, but definitely not the fourth of the second or the fourth of the first. But it shouldn't have been on the first. You know? And does it make the greatest hits? Uh, I, does he have enough to do greatest hits? Well, I think when she hits James Dean, you're probably ready to... Slow it down a bit. What if the he greatest did, hits EP? If he did the best of the bedding fields and smushed them both together, him and Natasha. I just probably want to hear I Bruise Easily and repeat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's brilliant. Fair enough. YouTube comment from Jorge or Jorge or Jorge. I'm not sure. Uh, of the song being called I Can't Read You and the whole thing about you know him being a guy who just doesn't really understand why he's getting mixed messages or can't really understand what he's girlfriend or partner is inferring song of my youth says Holgay. he says many years later i finally realized what was on the mind of the young woman whose affection i pursued which at the time believed to be the biggest riddle in the universe it was a simple sorry not interested <laughs> makes sense yeah we feel you mate we feel you <laughs> uh let's start a new week 20th of april 2003 album chart return number one for Coldplay, who just had Clocks, uh, which was like the first single from the album since it came out nine months ago. And now the album's back at the top spot, which is great. And a number 20 for Scooter with the Stadium Techno Experience. Yeah. Oh, ooh. Yeah. Uh, a couple of new films out this week. Phone Booth with Colin Farrell. Oh, God, I enjoy that film. It's Tense. rubbish, but uh, I love it. And this this, this has got to be a, a, a Scott McGurty kind of film. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Um, Yeah. Probably. It's like there's certain there's certain chick flicks and rom coms. I don't like when it gets to the rom, but I like when it gets to the com. <laughs> they always get um, to the rom in the end, don't they? Yeah, and then they become vom. The last, yeah, yeah, the last six minutes of a film that's that I can usually just do without, but I do enjoy them. But that's that's like um, a oh, I don't want to start watching anything because it's a Sunday afternoon, but I want a cup of tea and I want a bit of cake and I'll put something on and I'll sit on their phone and I'll have that on in the background. I wouldn't turn that off. Mm. So yeah, I'm good with that. But I think, um, yeah, it's quite interesting. It's got some like interesting characters and that's got Eddie from Friends in it. Um, mm. Big Matthew, Kate Hudson. Yeah, yeah I think it is. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, and also on TV, the 1,000th episode of Hollyoaks on Channel mm. 4. 1,000 episodes. I like Hollyoaks when it started. I was there when it started. It was a big deal when it started. God. And then, yeah, it was, I think, like, did I move? Was it when I moved to England? Maybe, maybe when I went to uni. Mm. I was done by this point, mm. pretty much. But, like, would I think maybe we'd dip in for certain things. And, yeah, but we have a thing in our house where because, like, we would have the channel that Hollyoaks is on in our house. There's a You could be cooking something and you could be about to burn it, but you can hear the theme tune of Hollyoaks come on <laughs> and you just leave the thing burning and you run and you turn it off. Yeah. Now, it's really difficult. And, and in fact, last night, I think I might have seen 15 minutes of EastEnders <gasps> as well. Not on purpose. I was cleaning the living yeah. room. I just didn't turn the telly off at that point. So I saw like Phil Mitchell try to kill someone. He, I, I only know this from like like digital spy on Twitter or whatever but like he died at one point but then wasn't dead and came back like Carl Bishop 
But if neighbours... Aye, but like mm-hmm. he definitely died, but they brought him back. Like yeah. Dirty Den, who also definitely died, but then some someone came back. Mm-hmm. Soap logic. If my mum could come back, that'd be really good. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, right, let's go to uh, a number two. And and, <laughs> uh, and and honestly, and honestly, we've made this joke so much over the last few weeks, but really, there's never been a truer use of the number two in a little giggle than Madonna. Mm-hmm. Title track from ninth album, American Life. It's called American Life. I have to change my name when it gets me far. I lose some weight I'm gonna be a star We're back to the question: How did the, so? I didn't know whether this was going to be brilliant or whether it was going to be pants. Let's start positive. Yeah, there was so much chat about this potentially being the most illegally downloaded track <laughs> beforehand. Yeah, that they actually created fake files and put them on to torrent sites. Yeah, to trick people so they downloaded that. And when you opened it, it would be like a few seconds of Madonna going, what the fuck do you think you're doing? And then two minutes of silence <laughs> yeah. to get the file size up to yeah. type. That's brilliant. But then the response... But that's better than the song. The response from the hackers who hacked her website, deleted all of it, and then just wrote, this is what the fuck we think we're doing. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, there yeah. you go. So don't, don't try and pick a fight with IT people, because mm-hmm. they can fuck you right back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is, is that where the positive stuff ends? Um, I, I'll, I'll tell you what I'll say for it in terms yes, of a positive thing. Actually. I will say that it's. I'm impressed by how ballsy it is, even if it's kind of not necessarily good ballsy. It's it's ballsy nonetheless. You know, I think women particularly have a hard time in the industry when they try to reinvent and go in different ways because they're accused in a way that men aren't. Aren't. Mm-hmm. I think men have a lot more freedom to chop and change and do new things and cut certain things out and put new things in. And that's what she's done here. Like, we saw a bit of it on Die Another Day. She's working again with Merwaz, who did uh, music, the music album and the music single. So we already got a bit of a style of the, a feel of the music, that of that, of like, you know, the folktronica things that she was doing there. She's carried that across here, but she's kind of turned it up even more so. Like, good on her for having a vision and feeling confident enough to do that. I know she's Madonna, so she's not just any woman. She's like the woman. Yeah. <laughs> and not everyone can do what she's done here and still have a career afterwards, and she does, because like in a few years we get like Confessions of a Dance Floor, which is like a real revival for her. Yeah. Uh, but this could have been the end for anybody else, but it wasn't for her. Cause she's this like, wouldn't have happened for anybody else. No, this wouldn't. This couldn't be made for anybody else. No. Never mind get to number two. But the production is too basic to be basic. Some people would try to describe it as minimal. It just isn't it's, it's, spare. it's lacking it's sparse it is yeah um but weirdly the technique that they've tried to do in it it sounds like it should be large but it's not it's just there's, mm. it's so confusing and it's not even just art it's not even art that i don't get it's it's just weird yeah it's not abstract it's just i think there's a really good chance i made this on my playstation before she did on yeah. my playstation music game yeah like this i could have done this on like dance ej it was, it was literally called Music. <laughs> it was the first make-your-own-song game, but you couldn't make a full song because there wasn't enough space in your memory cards to mm. save the song. But, um, yeah, I think that I made that. I think the chorus is weird. Um, I know that we're going to have to talk about the rap. Yeah. The rap. Yeah. The rap. I'm drinking a salate. I get a double shot. It goes through my budget and you know I'm satisfied. I drive my mini Cooper and I'm feeling super duper. You, they tell me I'm a trooper and you know I'm satisfied. I do yoga and Pilates and the room is full of hotties. So I'm checking out the bodies and you know I'm satisfied. I'm digging on the outside to to smell the physics. She's just dope and if all this can give me hope, you know I'm satisfied. I got a lawyer and a manager, an agent and a chef. Three nannies and assistant and a driver and a jet. A trainer and a butler and a bodyguard of five. A gardener and a stylist. Do you think I'm satisfied? I'd like to express my extreme point of view I'm not a Christian and I'm not a Jew I'm just living out the American dream And I just realize that nothing is what it seems Shall I, um, shall I tell you what she said about the rap at the time? She said they recorded the whole song They had this instrumental bit at the end And Merwaz was like, you know what, you have to go and do rap And I was like, 
get out of here, I don't rap. And he was like, yeah, you do. <laughs> just go in there, just do it. He said, uh, She said, he totally encouraged me. I had nothing planned, nothing written, and told me to do a stream of consciousness, just whatever I was thinking. Because I was drinking soy lattes in the studio and driving my Mini Cooper to the studio, I was just like, okay, let me just talk about the things that I like. So I went, and it was total improv, and obviously it was sloppy at first, but I got all my thoughts out, and I wrote it all down, and perfected the timing, and it was spontaneous. So... If it's spontaneous, if you've if it, gone well, back that four takes <laughs> yeah. and written it down. So, but the the conception of it is that she just kind of said what goes on in her life, and then it became that. And it does just sort of feel like that's Madonna sort of brain dumping, isn't it? Yeah. Like you know, and, and and it's a whole point about privilege, and it's a whole thing about you know all the things that she has, but she's not satisfied. Like she should be satisfied by a mini duper mini cooper that's super duper and feeling like a super trooper lights mm. are gonna find you and bear stuff. in mind this is 2003 when the first mini coopers came out so she will have had one of the first new mini coopers that nobody else will have had at this yeah. point apart yeah. from ingrid who we've discussed several oh, times right, yes. got a red one with white stripes Good for mm-hmm. so yeah i mean the, the the rap i mean in my notes i've written just one line it's just the rap oh my fucking god the rap i think louis theroux's jiggle jiggle is better. It than, is better, than, isn't than it? This. Yeah, like unironically better. Yeah. My money don't jiggle, jiggle, it falls. I like to see you wiggle, wiggle, for sure. It makes me want to dribble, dribble, you know, riding in my fear. You really have to see it. Uh, I'm drinking a soy latte, I get a double shotty, it goes right through my body, and I know I'm satisfied. I drive my Mini Cooper, I'm feeling super duper. They tell me I'm a trooper, you know I'm satisfied, etc., etc. She's got three nannies, an assistant, a chef, a lawyer, a manager, blah, blah, blah. I'm not a, not satisfied. I'm not a Christian. I'm not a Jew. All that sort mm. of stuff. Um, but once I learned to tie my shoe. Yeah, living the American dream, nothing's what it seems. It's just like, ugh. It's ballsy, as I say. Do you know what? But yeah. it's an absolute catastrophe. Ballsy, <laughs> it, go for it. And if it was anybody else, it would have killed their career. Um, it wouldn't have done, because it wouldn't have got to It wouldn't have sale. got to the stage. Yeah. yeah. Somebody would have intervened and said, you can't put this Imagine out. being, what's his name, Muraz? Yeah. Imagine being that guy and say, I've just done a session with Madonna. Oh, how was it? Um, we're <laughs> just start we talking about driving a Mini Cooper and drinking soy lattes. Well, both, both of them can't go. <laughs> neither neither of those two can come away from that session and go, yeah, we haven't got something that's releasable. Yeah. It just, you can't do that. No. Like, there was no choice. There's a massive thing here. This feels rushed. Mm. Like, it feels well, like it probably they is. had to have something out and it was rushed. It probably is, especially because of what it's about. Because it's, it's 2003... You know, war has just broken out. America has just put tanks on the lawns in Iraq. That's officially a thing now. And this is a response to, like, not just that, but also, like, 9-11. The album artwork of the album, which is called American Life, you know, it's it's her, like, Che Guevara, you know, like, the the iconic photo of him. She's making a very clear political point. I think the response to 9-11 and that sort of stuff, but also a response to her own work to this point you know materialistic literally like material girl you know which was done without any kind of irony it was literally a song about being a material girl this is her kind of questioning everything she's done so far and trying to make amends by reflecting real life and yeah. i think it's possible to do that without it being like this yeah do you have to give everything up though after off the back of it like how many nannies did she have after this song yeah you know that's like, how they found out we're being fired <laughs> yeah i've got three nannies and by the way i know i call three it p45 nannies. never mind american life <laughs> do i have to sec my nannies <laughs> do i have to shop at poundland um yeah the, the whole album was completely you know didn't didn't do well singles wise in america it did nothing this was the first single since 1983 to not hit the hot 100 oh, as wow. in not the top why should people in this anything. country buy it yeah, number one, uh, sorry, n- number two here, number one in five countries, Canada, Italy, Japan, purely probably because of Madonna. Maybe they bought it before they heard it. Maybe, maybe they saw it on the shelf and thought, oh my God, she's got a new song out, and then they put it in the CD player and they went, oh fuck. Yeah. Or maybe people actually like it. I think it has kind of been critically reevaluated and kind of reappraised, possibly because like the real world issues that she talks about have like st- have always been a theme since then. And people have kind of had a chance to think more about it, and I don't know, but I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I think that the 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 rap is kind of it's um it's like it's self aware in a bad way. I wonder if it's important to have it because you know it's it's important for like global globals because you know this. I'm trying to think what we're going to look back at Beyonce and go, what on earth happened there that was terrible? Mm. You know, this could be yeah. It it shows the phases and it shows the ups and downs, and I think it's important that we see that so we, as musicians, get to see. The roller coaster of the whole thing. Yeah, there is of course the video, 
which the one that we see on the internet is her in front of a lot of flags which just looks a bit shit and that's because it was like effectively put together quite quickly because the one that they had made uh, was deemed way too controversial (laughs) it was a fashion show uh, directed by Jonas Ackland who did um, Beautiful Christina Aguilera as I said before goes on to do loads of Gaga stuff and he makes these quite like visually stimulating controversial videos like through his entire career this is a military themed fashion show so it's a catwalk but it's military themed and it's making a big point about kind of you know capitalism versus war and at one point there's like a i think what was it again it's like a like a refugee child kind of gets blown up or something and at one point she i think she throws a grenade at a picture of george bush mm-hmm. and of course that was deemed way too controversial because of because of what happened in iraq and she saw what happened to the dixie chicks when they would go on stage in like the south and slag off george bush and like th- like th- th- there were deaths threatened and you almost almost like kind of pushed out of the industry forever because mm-hmm. of being seen as like anti-American and Madonna didn't want that so she kind of pulled it back a bit here yeah and it's not quite as unpatriotic as as it could have been but yeah Jesus what a mess if you want to know more about this Todd in the Shadows is in a brilliant uh, video about the album and his train records series and there's so much more to go into but we'll move on I think we'll move on and we'll move on to the 700th song of the series oh was it 700? 700 yeah and how fitting it is to celebrate a particular milestone with a song that kind of encapsulates all of the nasty stuff about the industry that we have touched upon across the years, uh, all kind of rolled into one song through one person's Mm -hmm. experience. It's Robbie Williams, your friend and mine. Well, my friend, not Scott's. Although you have kind of warmed over the years, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this track is called Come Undone. This is the second single of the fifth album, Escapology. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew every word for this. Mm. Some of it was like, am I singing the correct words? It's like, you're singing the correct words. My brain didn't connect with all of them. But yeah, I knew every single word of it, which I find really strange. Wow. And this is one where I'm actually really impressed with his vocals. I do think that there's value in when he shouts. Mm. And this is a very shouty track. And we've yeah. got like Robbie Levine here in many respects. <laughs> so yeah, um, it, it's really depressing. It is really depressing. Yeah. But I knew the video inside out and upside Well, I knew the clean version of the video inside out, upside mm. down. So I must have seen it loads on the telly channel too. I didn't know the end of the video. No. So I must have been a, a flicker. It must have been gone uh, before that. For but, those who haven't seen it, he has an orgy. But with yeah. like, at first with women mm-hmm. and then with men in drag mm-hmm. or what we now call transgender people. And it was a kind of a reference to the fact the media was constantly speculating about his sexuality. So he kind of, you know, made a big thing of it and was mm-hmm. like, well, you know, this is what you think I do. Gives a shit. I, I know. <laughs> Just you drop it up that. before you slap exactly. it up. Exactly. Or trace it correctly. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that video also, by the way, directed by Jonas Ackland, who did the original American Life video. So he's, you know, again, making some money this week, which is good for him. Uh, yeah, this is, a, a, I mean, the first note I've written is this is real in capital letters you know this is very revealing mm-hmm. it's very candid it's almost uncomfortably confronting both like to us to himself to the media like it's just very very real but i think it's it's a really well written kind of post breakdown miracle it's kind of like you know once yeah. you've had that moment when you've realized that you're in a bad way and you make a really good bit of art off the back of it yeah it's like not to bring back you know my cultural references of what I like now and I was bang about the same people all the time but in 1975 uh, Matty Healy obviously was a heroin addict didn't tell anybody about it then he came out and told everyone he was a heroin, heroin addict and then made some like amazing music about it did I know this? Uh, I, I don't know when was this? I think we got cleaned about three years ago. Oh my god! So this is like yeah, since because yeah. I worked in a radio station that launched them. Uh-huh. So that's since that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So like oh. during, I think it's like a, sort of the second album, sort of time. What's like twenty fifteen sort of time? I mm-hmm. think all of these performances and stuff and all that music he was writing, he was just like under that influence, and he got clean, and then he made I think the third album. But he he was writing a song. It's not living if it's not with you. Mm-hmm. And he wrote, it and he was like, oh shit, it's about heroin. 
and he had to get himself clean mm-hmm. but off the back of it he's made some really really beautiful music about yeah. that experience and I think Robbie's done that here I think it's a really interesting portrait of where he's at in his life Yeah, I think sometimes you need to tell Robbie where to draw the line but I'm glad here that he's kind of found the right place with it yeah like musically. this could have stepped over the line musically and thematically but it seems like it's in a good place i've just realized why i won't have watched the end of the video and seen the orgy uh because there's cockroaches in the video before it gets to that point and oh. it turned off i had a real fear of cockroaches when i was younger Ooh, okay. and actually i thought it had gone away but when i saw it again today it was a bit like mm. and i don't like those um what are them ones with the tiny legs that are they look like a worm, but they've got legs and they're black. Oh, like a like a centipede, sort of. There's like um, there's a what looks like a jungle version of them that I don't like. Mm. Actually, and as I'm talking about, I can it, see, but I can't think what they're called. I'm not like I'm not freaked out by insects generally, but this has given me a bit of weird <sighs> cockroaches. Yeah. No, thank you. And they come out of someone's mouth. Oh. This is what I hate about Men in Black. <laughs> oh yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah, um, yeah. Robbie said about this about the so impressed but I'm so in awe line he says that's the dichotomy of me it's another one of those songs where I want to dissect a perception of myself because I'm scum and I'm your son is not to my family I saw Tupac come out of a courtroom once and he said you put me down you say I'm this that or the other but I'm a product of your environment and I'm still your son America Mm -hmm. that touched me he says and I am England's son and I'm not scum but I felt like it yeah his son does he mean he's the son of the media yeah Yeah. I'm your son Mm mhm so it's an interesting one it's complicated written with Guy Chambers who produced it and it's around this sort of time they stopped working together and obviously they've been such an important pairing for each other like you know Rock DJ all the big Mm -hmm. hits have been the pair of them uh, Robbie and Guy and they don't work again together for another 10 years so they do get back together but like the next 10 years of Robbie are not Guy Chambers and on some of them you can really fucking tell what do they get back together on? Uh, I'm not entirely sure Mm. not entirely sure but yeah I think as as an encapsulation of how bad the industry can be and what the effect it can have on somebody uh, this is quite like a gruesome portrait that's important that yeah. it exists but I think it's really good me too a YouTube comment here from uh, Warrior Monks says it's cruel irony that some artists are at their brilliant best when they're at their personal worst mm-hmm. in it so this is this is why this is a song that to me just screams don't be famous yeah try not to be famous you know like if I that's one of the reasons why I've not made certain moves in my life is because I have a fear of that I don't want that in my life Mm. and um, what I do know is I, I kind of know some famous people who have been really smart and somehow have regained control of their life and been able to say no to things because of who their management is whereas Mm. you're not always that lucky but yeah this is like Ugh, hard going mm. I really don't want to like you know encourage people to want to be famous Ooh, no but some people need to be so I need to not close that down yeah I guess so uh, from the torment and torture of being famous to the torment and torture of actual real war and that's what Blur want to get across here but they want the world to be a better place and they want a song to unite the world is this the song well, it could be. Uh, this is Blur and Out of Time. And you've been so busy lately That you haven't found the time To open up your mind And watch the world spinning Gently out of time This is off the seventh studio album Think Tank, the lead mm. single from it. And yeah, I didn't think I was going to know it. And then as I started listening to it, I was like, oh yeah, I know this. And I remember liking it. But I do have to be in the mood for it. Oh yeah, God. It's I, very yeah, much a mood yeah, one. Yeah. I think there's something really smart about it. Um, and I like it eventually, but Jesus, it takes ages to get going for me. Yeah. It really does. And that's obviously on purpose. Mm. You know, this yeah, isn't yeah. a, oh, you've made a mistake with the way you've produced your track. <laughs> uh, it is very much a... It's, it's quite a hard listen if you're not in the mood for it. Yeah. But it's a genius piece. Oh, of course. Mm. It's their first work for a little while. Um, we did do a single of theirs a few years ago, but it was like a greatest hits, like, you know, plus one sort of thing to make it like a new thing to sell that. But the last album they made, like a new album was uh, called 13, about four years ago. Uh, in the meantime, Damon Albarn's been off traveling the world. He made Gorillaz. You know, that's been a new part of his life. Um, he's clearly, you know, gone to some record shops in different parts of the world and brought some new things back with him because this has got like quite a new explorative sound in it. There's some new mm-hmm. influences here. This song sounds very vibrant, very cultured, very lived in, like very inhabited. And clearly he's got things he wants to say and, and, and 
anti-war themes he wants to get across. Uh, this new album, Think Tank, is a concept album about love and politics, and I guess the relationship that they have with each other. Yeah. A strained relationship, but one, one nonetheless. Uh, it's also the first album without Graham Coxon. Um, he left the band during the, the recording of this album because he'd been in rehab and the recordings were not going very well. Um, and he quit the band. He did come back in 2009, but this is the first one with them, I think, as a trio. I think they're a trio at this point now. And yeah, this song is is Damon basically wanting a song of love and peace that could unify the world, like Bob Dylan, the Beatles, and you too, yeah. according to Genius. So, mm. Mm. Yeah, I like it. I like it as well. I think it's good. I think Blur are consistently always interesting. I think um, I like when Damon's got something to say, and I like that he can dip back into Blur, having done Gorillaz, and the two can kind of exist side by side now. Mm-hmm. We do get more Gorilla stuff in the years to come, and uh, both projects, as well as the other ones he does, because like, he's got the good, the bad, and the weird, as they're called. And there's an, sure. there's an um, Africa Express he does stuff with. You know, absolute musical powerhouse, mm-hmm. who probably doesn't get his credit, I don't think. <laughs> Compared to Oasis, you know, the, the, the chart battle of, like, Oasis and Blur was such a big thing forever. <sighs> and everyone always comes back to Oasis. And, but I think Blur, like, if I was if I was buying music at the time, I'd be a, I'd be a Blur. Mm-hmm. I'd be a Blur. I've got a teddy bear called Damon, named after Damon Albarn. I got it as a Christmas present. I know this. Yeah, I, I might have probably said it on the show before, but yeah. yes. Still love me, Damon. Yes. And finally, a number nine for D-Side, a brand new boy band on the block. Uh, with a single called Speechless. This is off the debut album Strange Together, almost said stories together. And this is a 2003 version of Pure and Simple. Next. Oh, completely is, yeah. <laughs> you that's were, my note, sorry, and that's yeah. you sang it, and this <laughs> you is your were, note, but I had no other notes, sorry. Yeah, you were playing it before, and literally it's just you could put the two over the top of each other and. We did, we sang it quite nice and loud, I yeah. think. Nobody in the room knew what the fuck Pure no. and Simple was either, <laughs> no, so no. it was a bit lost. <laughs> Here, there was a, I had a bit of a moment this morning where I asked a 21 year old. Uh, do you recognise this track as we listen to Scandalous it's like no uh, do you know who Alicia Dixon is uh, no do you watch Britain's Got Talent yeah she's one of the judges on that alright uh. oh, okay <laughs> so then we got into Liberty X it's like do you recognise this one and he went no and then I went oh but you'll recognise this one so then I started to play just a little and he's like no I was like, well, you've never, you've never heard it. And I, I had to explain to him that like nobody that is my age can hold an umbrella or a walking stick yeah. without pretending to be in Liberty X. And then I was like, I'll just, just give you the chorus. No. No. No idea. He recognised Shaka Khan off being nobody. He's like, yeah. I know this chorus. And I was like, yeah, but that's only because someone did it last year in the charts. What's the girl that brought out? Ain't nobody at Christmas loves me better. She oh, really yeah. Plink, plink, plunk. That was the um, start of it. Captured effortlessly. That's the way. Can't think who it was, but yeah. I can hear but it. He, that's how he knows it. Yeah. He thinks it's because of Shaka Khan. I was like, no, it's not. It's because of that one last year. But if they were twenty, if they're twenty-one now, they'll have been like zero and was, like one when just a little came out. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they're about like one year old now. Yeah. Um. And I was just like, I was like, give your mum an umbrella or a walking <laughs> stick and just to see what she does. Work. Uh, yeah, yeah. See, yeah. but back to the back to D side. Anything else to say? I, I think it's better than pure and simple. Do you? Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, okay. Um, it's a pure bit like, and simple's hooky though. It's just cheesy hooky. Yeah, I think this wears its influences on its sleeve. Like it's a bit like O Town. It's a bit like an O. It's a bit like a more up tempo all or nothing by O Town, yeah. which is like the the best boy band song probably. It's no any like it's no any of that. So what we know is we know these lads were Irish. There was quite yeah. a few of them, yeah. and they the were six managed. Of them. They were managed by the Bewitched slash yeah. somebody else slash somebody else's manager. Yeah, she was Kim Glover. Yes. Uh, managed New Kids in the Block, PJ and Duncan and Bewitched. Yeah. Makes sense. And there was two lads called Derek. So one of them changed their name to Ryan. Because he couldn't have Is this two- the guy that was Ryan O'Ryan? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Ryan O'Ryan, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I remember these from Kids TV. I remember seeing them. Oh, on- my, so you remember them? Yeah, I don't remember that. Their songs, You've but I remember seen seeing them, them on Saturday oh, wow. morning, like on Ministry of Mayhem and what have you. Instrumentally, it's a bit like sort of souped up, never ever by All Saints. 
It could also be a Robbie Williams production. Uh, there's a bit of like a sort of the soulfulness of what Blue used to do in their first album, but like not as good. Uh, and your man with the eyebrows, I'm not sure who he's called. Let's just call him Derek because most of them are called fucking Derek. Um, he's very forceful eyebrows, isn't he? Did you see him? I couldn't look at the thing. And his voice was like sort of Michael Jackson kind of, no. but not. But again, not as good as Michael Jackson. I was worried that if I watched any more of it, I would have been a car crash on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, watching this video, and it's it's like. Here in the UK at this point, we're talking about drought and hosepipe bans. I've never seen as much water in a video ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's the, the, the entire thing oh has God. constantly been soaked with water. I've just twigged. It's called Speechless, and here's me. It has nothing to say. Well, there you go. It's done yeah. its job, hasn't it, really? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I feel that's really disrespectful. Um, but I do think that you've just like compared it to a lot of things that was maybe like the most disrespectful paragraph <laughs> you've ever, you've ever Okay, fine. Okay, fine. <laughs> it's not as bad as One True Voice. I still remember One True Voice, and I've not listened to that song since we covered it in the podcast. I was trying to be nice. Okay, right. I was trying to be nice. What does the D stand for in D-side? Derek. Derek. (laughs) (laughs) Right, we've got a job now on our hands, haven't we, to to try and pick some winners through the the rubble. Uh, You can dust off some songs, Scott, with your your brush, Uh, and can you find any gold? Slim pickings, but there is something in there. Yeah, well, yeah. So, do I have do I have three? I think I've got three. Oh, good for you. Yeah, I've got three. What are they? Um, I'm happy to give Blur out of time third position. Watch the world spinning out of time. I am happy to give Robbie Williams second position. Come on, done. And I think my winner this week is clear as day, Avril Lavigne. I'm with you. Wow. We will save a job and just see that mine are the same. Whelmed. Yeah, mine, are, mine is the same. I know you can be overwhelmed and I know you can be underwhelmed, but can you ever just be... Whelmed this this whelmed. week. This week is a whelmed week. Um, yeah, I'm the same. Blur third, Robbie second, Avril first. Cool, cool. And I do think Avril. I like. Yeah, I think there's an where a really good Avril lead. Like for all of this, and it's nice. There's a gap between Robbie and Blur, and then anything below Blur is like there's a massive gap. Yeah, massive gap. Yeah. Uh, was it you? Was it and was it Avril Lavigne that you were kind because of, it wasn't they was in the same week as Girls Aloud it was Skater Boy wasn't it and you I remember you were a bit torn about oh was it like not torn but kind of sad that you couldn't pick Avril because like you can't not pick Girls Aloud yeah I th- yeah Girls Aloud yeah seven hundred songs deep and I don't remember yesterday anyway <laughs> um, although I did see some standards you know uh, yeah yeah I'm just saying yeah all over I might yeah. as well just make a remix called yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's interesting to be back if this is the case, because I can't remember. If, if I'm Avril versus Girls Aloud again, I think this is uh, potentially a trend. Yeah. What's Avril's next track? Do we know? I'm not sure. Okay. Let's do a drone. I think mine's as easy this week. I love Avril. I'm with you. Really good. Um, I would have rather had Skater Boy beat Girls Aloud if one was gonna. So Girls Aloud, Sound of the Underground, stays on. So, Avril Lavigne, I'm with you, versus Girls Aloud, Sound of the Underground, Drone. It's funny having the same pick, isn't it? We've, we've both had the same choice this Happened week. Recently, yeah. Um, will I go the same way as you? What I will say is that I think, you know, Avril Lavigne, obvious talent, really, really good, complicated, and Skater Boy, probably more my sound, but I think actually, like, in terms of, like, just factually better, mm-hmm. I think this is the best of the three. Oh, yes. For me. Okay. For me, I think it probably is. I, I think all three are really good. Like, if, for those three to be your first three singles, mm-hmm. that's a great start to your career. And it's kind of a, it's a wonder that she wasn't... I think she's, she's pretty big, but she wasn't huge, huge. Oh, I feel like she was, like, one of the biggest in the world to me. Yeah. For like, a, I feel for like she was a, a Beyonce of rock for me. Like, this was... It was Avril versus Pink, but Avril wasn't a was a pop star that wasn't a pop star yeah I mean, it's odd I don't know but then she was my age whereas I felt like Pink was older than me oh, like I'd have been in first first year at school and she was about to leave whereas I feel like I'm in league with Avril like she could have been somebody mm. that I went to school with yeah maybe to. maybe from my point of view as like a a kid at the time it was like 
six. She wasn't everywhere in my world. No. I'm just thinking, like, in terms of, like, massive hits from here, like, I know Girlfriend, it's like, about five years, about four years from now, we get, like, oh, yeah. Girlfriend, that sort of thing. <laughs> that can be... Oh, Again, yeah. Again, she's very versatile. She's a lot of different things. This is the best one she's done so far, though. However, it's not as good as Girls Aloud. Okay, sorry. Uh, so we've made our choices now you've got yours we've both chosen three which makes the listener's choice easy it's not always been easy since we've gone from picking four each week to picking three it's, it's become hard isn't it we've had a class mm-hmm. aside because normally there's like four good songs a week but yeah. uh, now we have to choose the three so we've got those three and whatever won last week are against each other on the poll uh, TNN pod on Twitter Facebook and Instagram are there as well you can email us with your stuff hello at tnnpod.co.uk but next time Busted are back from the year 3000 to claim their first number one uh, Lisa Mafia steps away from So Solid Crew and we take one one more trip to the Fame Academy. Plus some angry barking from everyone's favourite Pitbull DMX. <laughs> a new boy band who shares their name with subtitles option on CFAX. Yeah. Um, and if I just play this note, you know exactly what we're doing next oh, week. Oh yeah.